Hello and welcome to the July 2022 edition of the Presale Pulse, a channel that is dedicated to helping you understand everything happening in real estate across Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. Now, I'm Ryan Delant. And I'm Brittany Reimer. And if you're new to the channel, this edition of the Presale Pulse is all about recapping both the presale and the resale marketplace over the past 30 days in the Fraser Valley. Now, our goal is to ensure that all of our subscribers feel like they have their fingers on the pulse and becoming real estate intelligent. Now today we're filming at the Presentation Center for Lena by Strand Development. This space is gorgeous. If you haven't seen it, you need to stop by. Uh, it's beautiful. The sales successes to date have been many. One of maybe the strongest throughout the Lower Mainland from a project launch standpoint. Now this is project is a bright star in the Coquitlam Marketplace. The sales success to date has been one of the strongest throughout the Lower Mainland. This project has been a bright star in the Coquitlam Marketplace. Huge outcomes and sitting where we are it's easy to understand why. Now it feels like over the past three months, the skyline of Metro Vancouver's real estate marketplace has been shrouded in tough headlines, rising interest rates, and of course, question marks about the future of affordability. Now we're going to talk about that today. And we're also gonna talk about why June's pre-sale data is changing the hearts of the doomsdayers and the naysayers. It was a big month of sales for some and important learnings for others. All of that and more in this month's edition of the Pre-Sale Pulse. Of course, thank you to the Strand team for hosting us today in this beautiful presentation center. I was in the office back there and it feels like home being back on the sales floor, just itching to get out there and sell some homes. So touching on rates, Fry, um, we all expected to see a big hike, but many were betting on a 75 basis point increase like our neighbors down south. So I think a lot of us were quite surprised um, with the Bank of Canada increased rates by 100 basis points. Um, that has had a big impact on ex some existing homeowners, of course, and those looking to get their foot into the market. I think the moment that it was released, our phone started ringing. Uh, we'll be closely watching the next rate announcement, which we anticipate will be in September. That's right, coming hot and heavy mid-September. Now, while this is necessary in the bank's ongoing fight against inflation, these shifts will be felt by home buyers, but not likely in the way that you expect. It's our belief that rising costs will not remove the demand for new homes, merely shift when they happen, those transactions, and of course, where they happen. Now, this is a great segue into the pre-sale marketplace, which continues to be a hot topic as an entry point for home buyers looking to get into the market. Now, right, there's absolutely no doubt that pre-sale homes are a great way for buyers to enter the market, especially under today's conditions. Some really great opportunities uh, to get their foot in the market, and we're going to chat a little bit about some of those incentives uh, and offerings later in the segment. Now, the pre-sale benefits can be seen as twofold, right? Given the buyer entry at today's price points with an extra time to save for their future mortgage, as well as um, buying today and not needing to qualify for your mortgage until the project actually completes. Um, so some really great benefits there. Now, with the Bank of Canada aiming to have inflation under control, control, hopefully by 2024 um, and, and ideally sooner, um, that could mean that completions for pre-sale projects purchased today may align very well right, with the opportunities for rates in the future. Um, I think this is a very interesting point with all the recent discussion um, of these increasing rates. No question. And it's something we're going to pay a lot of attention to in the coming months. Now, with that, Britt, looking at the pre-sale marketplace, what's happening over the last month? Yeah, my favorite part of the show, talking about pre-sale projects. Talk about sales. Uh, well, contrary to the news headlines, there have been some recent successes in the pre-sale market. Wonson and Surrey moved up the launch of Silva 2, trying to ride the momentum of fully selling out in two weeks. Um, they launched them in June. They reported 50% sellout. Um, there was a price increase between the two phases, with Silva 2 offering one-bedroom homes starting in the mid-400s and junior two-bedrooms at the 625 k mark. So very good value on this offering. And a great sales outcome. Uh, I think next 
Next up, let's focus on Central Surrey and North Delta. These continue to be the golden child of the Fraser Valley, leading the way in both active inventory and sales. No surprises as homeowners continue just to seek more space, more value, lower price points. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. If we look at the Valley as a whole, projects saw the same month absorption of 21% for new supply across the five projects that launched um, last month. So slightly lower than what we're seeing across all of Metro Vancouver, but nonetheless, a very strong sales outcome. Yeah, and then on top of that, as we mentioned earlier, we are beginning to see some incentives in the marketplace. Um, some of the most common incentives we're seeing out there in the last few weeks are buyer credits, reduced deposits. Uh, one came out yesterday of a deposit structure of a dollar. So really creative thinking there um, and upgrades on appliances. Interesting to think that $1 deposit offering There's a bit of a understanding of risk management for development partners, putting themselves in those in those scenarios scenarios, but just shows a true reflection of uh, uh, developers wanting to get deals over the line. But no question that it is incentives like those that are going to be very attractive to investors and to home buyers alike, which ties in well with the Surrey marketplace, which does offer exciting potential for both investors and end users with UBC investing to establish a presence in Surrey with the hope of growing the campus to to 10,000 students. The SkyTrain extension is still several years away, but it's already reshaping density in the surrounding neighborhoods. Now with over 7,300 homes under construction and another 17,000 currently in approval process, I can see why you refer to Surrey as that golden child. Actually, I think you referred to Surrey as the golden child earlier, but that's fine. Those numbers really do show the confidence in these niche areas with really competitive offerings. Okay, right. so now let's jump into our feature projects for the month. Why don't you start us off with Gem? Oh, I love it. Okay, uh, let's move up to Abbotsford. We'll take a quick look at Gem, a wood frame, mid-rise building, uh, 97 homes. Gem is offering slightly lower price points than the other attractive wood frame condo projects. Um, there's a few in the Abbotsford area that are active. Uh, one bedroom starting around 425,000 and two bedrooms kind of around the 590,000 and up price point. Yeah. The average price per square foot in the project is just south of 700, which seems high, but construction well underway. The project is scheduled to complete in early 2023. Strong sales outcomes there. We love to see how prices have continued to escalate in all those secondary markets. Absolutely. I was just about to jump in there, but after initially launching, um, they've sold approximately 10 homes, so a handful of homes there, um, and they've released the remaining 86 homes to the market. Although they don't have a presentation center, this program is actually quite unique because it has been under construction for quite some time. So they are actually able to bring their potential buyers through um, and put on their safety gear and do construction tours and I think that's been a really big benefit to them especially with those downsizers who we know really love to be able to touch and feel product. Now as we enter some of the exciting days of summer there's going to be a focus on projects launched the velocity of product release and of course absorption numbers as the market slows due to those seasonal trends and the interest rate increases that are going to help us evaluate the condition of the market leading up to the next interest rate announcement that's coming as we already shared in September. So let's jump into Park and Maven by JM Properties located just off Fraser Highway. Park and Maven is a 15 acre planned community. Condo and townhome sales have already commenced for their buildings Cardinal and Huron and include a variety of floor plan of which we know is so important to have diversity in today's market. In its first month of sales, the project sold 65% of the 233 homes released. Um, both buildings offer one and two bedroom options uh, with homes ranging in size from 540 to 800 square feet. Again, a very nice diverse unit mix there. It is located on a former golf course that provides residents with ample green space, natural ponds, and multiple parks. Um, I grew up not far from this site location, and I know that uh, residents in this area have had their eye on this site for a very long time. Very prime 
location. Now, condo units start at the low $500,000 range uh, and the low $900,000 for townhouses. And the condo units starting at the low $500,000 range and low $900,000 range for townhouses. That's hard to believe and really speaks to the sophistication of the home buyers today. Uh, it offers daycare facilities, co-working space, and expansive green spaces. Current interest has been split between investors and end users. With the SkyTrain expansion set to complete in 2028, there is absolutely value for both of those buyer profiles as it connects Clayton directly to downtown Vancouver and, of course, every other stop in between. Perfect segue into the, the new Langley SkyTrain extension. Right? Oh, we love trending topics. Uh, and let's touch quickly on the expansion. Now, the extension originally planned to have two phases with the initial phase completing in Fleetwood by 2025. But both the federal and the provincial governments have accepted the new business case. And this is going to see the extension built all in a single go. It feels like this never happens. I know. This is welcoming news for BC. Them being on the same page, both provincially and federally, amazing. Yeah. Uh, now, I tend to agree. Uh, it's something that we're really excited about for those residences. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the project. So ride bidding is set to begin at the end of this year with 2024 identified as a potential start date uh, for construction of the extension. All welcoming news for everybody who's hoping to be able to utilize that line in the future. Yeah, agreed. Uh, density around the SkyTrain and transit uh, hubs are just starting to make sense. And with the extension, there will be undoubtedly a chance to reimagine neighborhoods around this extension. Absolutely, Ryan. Not only will this extension connect the current communities, but it'll also help to transform them in the future um, and the product that is delivered in those respective neighborhoods. We know that City of Surrey has been working on stage one of this Fleetwood plan since 2019. Um, the plan's residential aspect looks to double the current number of homes to 28,000 and could swell up to 52,000 homes by the end of the plan. And that's only the residential component. Safe to say that Fleetwood plans to be a very busy hub for the next 30 years. So let's try to see how the resale market is doing in the Fraser Valley. It is no secret that the current market pressure has led to the number of sales slowing. Uh, last month, sales were down just below 7% month over month in the Fraser Valley. While sales volume in the Valley compared to Greater Vancouver declined at a steeper rate in May, June has really seen a leveling off in both markets. Um, and we've seen a similar decrease in the number of sales uh, over the last few months. We're coming in from a white hot market um, just a year ago with current economic factors it is no surprise that overall sales activity is down um, currently sales are at 44 percent a decrease uh, from may of 2021 but the overall benchmark price is still up so buyers have still done relatively well over the last year and i think relatively well is an understatement uh, turning to supply inventory has remained relatively steady since last month in fact there was less than a one percent increase with a total inventory count of just under 6100 units available Looking at the sales to listing ratio, we have to touch on it. We're seeing some similar numbers to what we witnessed in Greater Vancouver, where both townhome and condo are still in a seller's market. Attached sits in a balanced market territory at 13%. Now, even verging on a buyer's market, and which would be a big change from where we were just a few months ago. Now, since detached product trends and typically leads, we can expect townhomes and condo product to likely follow, although at this point, it's very hard to say. Yeah, and I mean, we're starting to see that, Ryan, with some of those incentives. We we saw one recently of a roll back the prices to 2021 prices. And so to, to try to position those programs as a competitive offering, we are seeing some development partners really reaching and, and digging in their pockets to um, see that, that value for buyers. And going back to your point earlier on appreciation, right? Um, although sales have been declining throughout most markets, not just the Fraser Valley, appreciation or the value of homes remain up year over year uh, since last May. HPI increase uh, HPI price has increased 22% throughout the Fraser Valley, and this includes all product types. 
And that appreciation is even higher if you go back a little bit more in time now. This means that many Canadian buyers have entered the market during the early phases of the pandemic and are still truly enjoying those significant gains that have been built up over the past period. Now, these Canadians, many of whom are first-time homebuyers that were empowered by the increased savings and low interest rates, now have a very strong cushion to rely on before any risk of being underwater amidst these softening prices. Now, this bodes really well for our market if the downturn continues to be extended. That's not our opinion, but nonetheless, we it's important to understand market risk long-term if you're considering a transaction today. So, Rai, I'm really excited to jump into our next trending topic, which is land transactions. Love it. So, looking at resale stats is a great way to gauge where the market is today. But something that we don't typically cover in our coverage is large land transactions and what it means. So as the development life cycle of the typical condo project can be anywhere from three to four years, land purchases made today are essentially votes of confidence towards the market several years down the line. These are the bets that are being made by home builders. Now, large land purchases are an early indicator for long-term bullishness in the marketing and gives us more sight line on what is to come. It also allows us to anticipate from a very early stage which markets are going to be the most active in coming years so we can begin to plan and we can obviously react accordingly. So, Britt, what can you tell us right now that's been happening in the land transaction scene, particularly in the Fraser Valley? Yeah, right. I think you um, you summarized it very well there, but land, prize, uh, land prices, like most of the resale product, have grown exponentially in the last two years in the Valley. The so-called flight to the suburbs, uh, driven by flexible work from home policies and the desire for more space had le has led to many developers acquiring land in traditionally less developed areas. Um, the average price per square foot of these transactions increased by 19% year over year as developers chased more and more of these development opportunities in a very hot market. A lot of those uh, developers coming from outside of the Fraser Valley as well over the last few years. Now, with an input and labor prices now going up uh, and the market really cooling, developers who bought the land over the last period are really starting to see, you know, expected profit margins tighten. Uh, depending on the investment goals of that developer, they may choose to push their launch uh, into the spring or hold for a higher return on that investment. Um, there's always so much strategy, as we know, because these conversations are happening daily in our boardrooms around whether you go in the fall or whether you wait until the spring right and there's so many different areas to sort of balance out when making those decisions and as we manage risk for our development partners right yeah no so true and that decision really comes down to several factors financing and pro forma details will no doubt inform much of that but in large part the developer's current land portfolio and holdings will also be an important consideration now because market shifts are affecting different submarkets differently developers and diverse development portfolios are going to continue to have some flexibility and even even more opportunity to sit and wait. So not only this, but developers who have spent the time to really cultivate a portfolio of diverse offerings will benefit. For example, offering product that is end user focused may act as a hedge against market conditions that may otherwise be demand for investor focused product. This is where a lot of our work comes into play um, in our shop, right? And these are the things that we get so excited about is how do we create great product, great offering um, and great incentives. Like these are the things that stand out in these markets. Yes, yeah, so true, Brett. And Rai, because of the market conditions that you just mentioned, we have really been seeing a significant downturn in new land acquisitions as there was only one reported large land sale in the Fraser Valley in June. Um, this is a huge change from the first quarter of the year, which saw an average of 30 low high density uh, transactions take place in only one single month. Um, of the sales that have taken place, Surrey continues to lead, uh, be the most active market with Langley and Abbotsford not far behind. Um, you know, it's interesting because we're going to see both sides of the coin here. We're going to see some sophisticated 
sophisticated development partners who maybe see this as an opportunity to jump into the market in this downturn and acquire more land. Um, others will feel like there's too much risk and those will be the ones that will likely offload. As we discussed earlier in the show, there's a continued confidence in the Fraser Valley market as the Surrey SkyTrain extension has led the city to updating the neighborhood plans as density will undoubtedly increase in transit-oriented neighborhoods. We know that where transit, there will always follow housing. Yeah, I spoke with Joe Varing. Uh, this guy loves everything commercial and land, and I asked him how things were going, and he said, smile, everything will be just fine, quote unquote. So if you need a little sunshine in your day, you know the guy to call. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we need it, Britt. <laughs> Britt, I think that wraps up the July edition of the Pre-Sale Pulse. That's a wrap. I love it, okay, well. Uh, as always, if you found some value in today's episode, hit that like button and subscribe to our channel, our newswire, our daily email roundup of the latest real estate news. Subscribers get early access to pre-sale pulse, market insights, and the latest projects breaking ground. Our MLA advisory will continue to play a significant role in every major marketplace across Canada. So if you're in search of a market perspective or simply looking for a second opinion, uh, feel free to contact us by visiting the links below. And lastly, we want to hear from you. Leave a comment if you have any questions or you want us to speak about any trends or insights not mentioned on today's episode. We enjoy hearing from our peers. Uh, we want to ensure that the Presale Pulse is your preeminent source of real estate intelligence. Thanks to all of our viewers for tuning in and looking forward to seeing you next month.